Hi, this is Brad Harris, host of the Legacy Mindset Podcast. Thank you for joining us. What is Legacy Mindset? You see, most people are trying to go from survival to success without ever thinking of the next level, which is significance or your legacy. So in this podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to go through those three levels. We're going to talk about the three mindsets to get you to that pinnacle, which is significance or your legacy. But before we get started, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you could share this podcast with either your friends or your family or post it on social media, that would be greatly appreciated. And that's how we can get the word out. Okay, great. Now let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to the Legacy Mindset Podcast. I'm Brad Harris, your host. Great to be on with you here today. Here it is November, right? Already November. Can you believe it? November 3rd, 2021. Um, you know, the holiday season kind of started off last week with Halloween. Now, now we got Thanksgiving this month, and then we'll go into Christmas and New Year's and everything else in between, right? And uh, But a great time of year. And you know, this morning here in Kansas City, um, it's, you know, it's kind of like it was getting cold, right? And my grandson just uh, turned 16, got his driver's license, got him a new car. And uh, of course, we only had three car garage. So my granddaughter gets one, Pam gets one, and I, of course, I get one. And so he's outside. So, <laughs> so he came down to support. He's like, Grandpa, there's all this ice on my windshield. And so he had to go out and you know, scrape the windshield. I'm thinking, okay, it's officially winter if we're scraping windshields, right? And so, but um, but great time of year. Love the fresh air, the crisp mornings. It's incredible. I live on a lake here, and so it's just a beautiful. And the lake here is kind of like a, a fog, so I I, I I love that look. And uh, but excited to be with you here today, and excited about the subject we're going to talk about. It's probably one of my greatest passions. We're going to talk about coaching. Title, of course, of the podcast would be Are You Coachable? Coaching is such a passion of mine. I'm, I'm constantly coaching. Pam's always like, Don't coach me. You know what I mean? Because I'm always like, When she says something, I'm start, start the coaching process. You know what I mean? But you know, if I talk to somebody, I'm, I'm listening how I can help coach. I, I just, it's in my nature. It's in my nature to coach. So, what I look for in people that I work with is are they coachable? So the question to you, as you're listening to this today, are you coachable? And of course, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about four different things here. So you kind of like kind of get to what we're going to cover here. We're going to talk about course, are you coachable? Uh, we're going to talk about why be coachable. And we're going to talk about how to be coachable. And we're going to talk about why people are not coachable. So get your notes out. Let's get started. Let's dig in and let's chat about this. Okay. So first of all, when you look at somebody, are you coachable? I kind of come from this, this of course, this book, this fantastic book was one of the best books I've read, which is Carol DeWick's Mindset. You know, Carol D-W-E-C-K. It's a fantastic book. It's called Mindset, the New Psychology of Success. And what she did was studied human motivation. She studied children from the time they were young and the kids who had this growth mindset were much more successful in life instead of kids who had this fixed mindset. So what I look for is some people is like, 
do they have a growth mindset? Do they have fixed? Now, mixed side, a fixed mindset is somebody who's like everything. They think everything's in stone. They think their intelligence is set in stone. They think their personality is set in stone. They think everything. They can't learn anything new. I. They think their age has something to do with them learning. Well, I'm too old to learn that. I can't learn Facebook. I can't be. I can't. I, I'm not good with numbers. Uh, I can't learn how to work a computer. Um, I can't learn these new cars. I can't. They have a fixed mindset. You throw anything at them new, they just freeze up. They're not coachable. Definitely not coachable. They're not willing to learn. Growth mindset is these possibilities. Always looking to get better. That's two different views. So first of all, look at yourself. Do you have a growth mindset? Are you constantly wanting to learn something new? I constantly want to I'm 59 years old and I want to learn. I want to learn. I want to learn something new. I, I, I want to get out of my comfort zone. So are you have a growth mindset? So one of the things what I look for when I coach someone is, are they coachable? And your big factor will say, do they have a fixed mindset or do they have a growth? And I'll know by the words they say. Because you can, you can learn so much from people by just listen to them talk. I constantly listen to people talk because they tell me everything about them. It's like a, their words are like this, you know, view to their soul, right? Is who they really, really, really are. The more they talk, the more they tell you. So let's talk about our coachable. So let me, I want you to answer the following questions, okay? To kind of see if you're coachable, okay? And we'll just start with this. And these are indicators of one's coachability, right? Number one, are you actively seeking to improve your performance, not just your knowledge? That's real important. Are you actively seeking to improve your performance, not just your knowledge? That's people who just read books. You know, now some people got this fixed mindset that they can't read and they go, oh, I just can't read books. It's like, what do you mean? You're dumb? I love Amber Wick, which is a good friend of mine. And she says, it's like, don't make me think you're dumb. You can't read? And you're 20 something years, you know, you're 30 and you're 40. It's like, you can't read. Well, I can read. Yeah. But see, that's fixed mindset. See, they can't read. So, or, or they can read, but no action. So are you actually seeking to perform your performance? Do you want to get better? That says everything about me. I want to get better. Okay. Is there, is there number two, is there someone or some people you consider to be mentors or coaches? See, do you consider people to be coaches? The people who are not coachable, they don't see anybody as a mentor because they know everything. <laughs> you know the person. So are your conversations with your mentor frequent enough to influence your knowledge and performance? Sometimes we get coached, but it's not enough to make a difference in our life. You're like, oh, I want a mentoring session beginning of the year. 2021, you know, you had a mentoring session with someone, but that's, that's, that's it. It's not enough. It's not frequent enough to make a difference. Number four, have you had a conversation re recently that you would consider coaching and you are the coachee? See, you know, you're coachable. Is, is, is that happening in your life right now? Or are you like, you know, I haven't been coached in a long time. And we'll talk about why people aren't coachable. Do you have a fixed mindset? Have you learned, number five, have you learned something from someone recently? I love learning. 
I love learning. I love learning. I don't care who it is, where it's, where it's my granddaughter teaching me something, how to use a TV. We got YouTube TV and she'll teach you like, no, click here, click here, click here. Okay. And it's like, and she's like, like, wow. It's like, I can learn from her. <clears throat> I can learn from different people. I don't care who it is I can learn from. Number six, do you recently, or I'm sorry, did you recently change anything in the way you do things as a result of feedback or insight brought about by a conversation with someone? See, if you said yes to any of these, you're probably coachable. You're in the act, you're in this active role of being coachable, constantly wanting to be coached. Coach me, coach me, coach me, coach me. I love to be coached. I'll never forget in the very, very beginning of my business. And of course, my mentor is Dan Waldron in, 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 in very powerful in business, very powerful in the business. And his personality was totally opposite of mine. And he was able to, I was able to like listen and coach because he was a powerful leader. He was someone who got things done now. He was a 1.2.3 point guy. One, two, three. I don't care if he's giving you directions to go somewhere. We went down to Dallas here and saw his, 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 uh, he's probably listening to this or his, his, his wife, Vicky's listening to this, but okay. So we, 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 we went to his ranch and he has a huge ranch down there. Just a beautiful, I don't know, 400 and some odd acres, 60 acre ranch. And so we're down there, we're going. So when we get ready to go to the airport, he had to stay at the ranch and Vicky, his wife, yeah, she's going to take us to the airport. Well, it's kind of, it's way back in there. Okay. It's way back in there. So Vicky, He's like, she, she, she calls him and she's like, Hey, listen, what's the directions to get out here to go to the airport and, and, or, you know, get home and then go, go to the airport. And, and you get to see, it's like, okay. And he starts coaching. He's a coach. And that's what he does. Anytime you ask him, coach, anytime you're talking to him, you probably need to get your pencil out and he'll tell you that. So it's being coachable. Are you coachable? Does anybody even, some people won't even try to coach you because you're not coachable. So number one, are you coachable? Number two, why be coachable? Okay. Why be coachable? See, being coachable means being open to asking for and receiving feedback. That's huge. Looking inward at how you can move forward and be interested in growth, growth mindset. You don't take things personally or as criticism. Write that down. Write it down in big letters across the thing. You don't take it personally, okay, or as criticism. Instead, you see it as an opportunity. <laughs> I had to say, I had this conversation with my grandson. I was in the car, and you know, he's getting ready to take his life. And I said something to do. Don't go over the white line here. And he took that personally. And I stopped him right there. It's like, hey, listen, do you want to be coached? If you don't want to be coached, I'll zip it. See, he took it that I was attacking him personally. You could see it in him. You could see the way he just kind of like, oh, okay. And it's very common. And I'm not picking on him because it's very common in all of us. When somebody says something, we go, oh, that's criticism. He's always picking on me. No, he's coaching you. He's coaching you. See, some people think constantly. Now, I got it. Like, as like Pam says with me, it's like I'm constantly in this coaching mode. She's like, sometimes you just don't want to be coached. I just want to talk. I got that. I got that. See, 
it's like the only way to coach an uncoachable person is if the person decides to be coachable. See, that's, that's, that's where it's all at. That's all at. See, why be coachable? Coach, coachability is a willingness to learn from others. This is where you can get better. When you're a coachable, you get benefit from the, spirit, the experience and wisdom of others. I tell people all the time, if I tell you what I know, now you're smarter than me because you know what I know and you know what you know. That's why coaching is so powerful. You already know what you know. You got that? Get clear on that. I got, and I got that. You know what you know, but you only know what you know. Now, when I talk to somebody else, right? What, what is that? What is that quote? It says, if I have an apple and you have an apple and you give me an apple, I have two apples, you have none. But if I have an idea and you have an idea and you give me an idea and I have two, you still have one. You don't lose it. It's so powerful, so powerful. See, many people resist coaching because they're not ready to accept their weaknesses. Write that down, write that down. Many people resist coaching because they're not ready to accept their weaknesses or they're afraid they can't be better than they already are. Fixed mindset. Their weaknesses, they take personal. And so in other words, when you coach them, you say, here's your weakness. They take that personal. You're, 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 you're making, you don't make me feel good. Oh my goodness. When someone says that to me, I shut off coaching. I was like, I can't talk to you anymore. I don't make you feel good. We're in coaching. We're not here to make you feel good. I'm here to coach you <laughs> later on. I'll make you feel good. I got it. I can coach in a way that I just don't totally beat you up. But coach, guys, coaching does not make you feel good. See, see I'm saying? It's just so many. It's, if you want to feel good, you know, go buy flowers. I, I don't know. So nothing holds one back from achieving one's full potential than not wanting to change or grow. It's the most powerful thing you can do. This is the most powerful thing you can do. See, if you have this, you're just like, they've got this personality. It's like, well, she attacked me. She, she, she made me feel bad. She, and I say that in that voice, what I'm saying is because that's where you are vulnerable. See, that's where you're, that's where you're not growing because you can't take coaching. You can't take somebody and say, pay attention. Here's what you need to do. That's the only way. It's the only way, right, to, to get better. Now, so I got it. Sometimes it's like, ow. But no pain, no gain, right? We know that in, in, in working out. You guys, I used to do this training. It's called Four Knowledges. And I'll do this really quick for you guys. I used to do this, kind of come to my mind here. But it's called Four Knowledges, right? And you, in, in, in there, here's, here's the learning part of coaching, right? You have what we call learn knowledge. Number one, number two, you have activity knowledge. So you have learning and then you have activity. So you learn something and you go do it. This is in the coaching process. Okay. Then you have modeling knowledge. Okay. You ever, you ever met someone who used, you know, sometimes people like, you sound just like Dan Waldron. 
Okay. Uh, Alexa Belfry, which is, I coach a lot. People will say to her, she says this, they go, you sound like Brad Harris. And it's like, yeah, cause she's modeling me. Okay. I'm modeling Dan. That's called modeling knowledge. Just by the way, it's one of the most powerful, powerful knowledges you can have. And then you got to know that too. Your kids model you, you know, we go in all and, and, and talk about kids and how to, you know, they get coached more by what you do and what you say, right? And then there's teaching knowledge, okay? You learn more when you teach. So in other words, you have learned, then you got an activity, get an action, modeling knowledge, following other what others, you know? And then you have teaching. You learn so much when you teach others. That's why I love to coach. I learn so much when I teach. You know what the problem is? Most people here, and this is about coaching. You know what most people want to do? They want to go from learn knowledge to teaching knowledge. They skip activity. They skip the modeling. That's, that's, you ever, you ever, it's like, that's what people pitching you to do something you need to do, but they're not doing it. By the way, all you coaches out there, if you're going to coach somebody to do something, you better done it. You better be in that activity. You want to stop the coaching process? You want to coach, stop someone who does not listen to you as a coach? They're looking at you. It's like somebody telling somebody how to lose weight and they haven't lost weight. Stop it. It's like somebody's like, hey, listen, I'm going to tell you how to you know, get abs and you don't have abs. Somebody get, get, stop. You just went learn knowledge, right? The teaching knowledge. You skipped activity. You get this? You get why people don't listen to you? Because you're not doing it. It's one of the one of the most hidden ingredients in the coach coach mentee's situation. They're looking at you, going, "Dang, dang." I'll never forget when I was young, and this was one of the greatest advices I got. And and I used to, I was at church, and right, and they had me do this five minute talk at church. And by the way, it's, the church is a huge reason why I can speak today because I used to you know talk, right, and said so five minute talk, and I remember. I remember, and I probably was 18, I don't know why, and I, I don't know why I picked this subject, but I picked that subject, is, is, is how, you know, how to raise kids. I remember getting older children, it's like, uh, you know, probably before you give that lesson, you probably should have some, because you're just going from learn knowledge, yeah, I got you learned that you can read, and there's some great scriptures in the Bible about raising kids, but man, you don't have no activity, See, guys, so important, so important. That's why you have to continue in the activity. The greatest coaches, you know, some of the greatest coaches, right, are the players who played the game. They played the game. You can get people's attention. You played the game. Okay. You know, I always say there's three types of people, right? There's three types of people. There's the ignorant. Okay. Don't take that personally. Okay. Ignorant just means you don't know. It's actually not a bad word, really. It's like, if you say you're ignorant, you don't know. Okay. Okay. So there's that person who just doesn't know. Okay. I love to coach, by the way, that person too. You know, when I sometimes ignorant has a thing, they don't want to be coached. Now there's the ignorance. They want to be ignorant. They're going to stay ignorant. That's called fixed mindset, but they just don't know. But then there's, here's the next person that I run into. There's the learning person. They're, they're in this, they want to be learning. And then there's a the third person, all learned up. You met these guys? 
They got it. And they know it all. Oh, I know that. I know that. I, 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 I know. I did this with my grandson of the day. He tried that on me. The all learned up thing. I, I know. No, you don't know. Because <laughs> if you knew, you would be doing it. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. No, you don't know. See, don't be all learned up. He was like, oh, yeah, yeah I've sold cars. I've done this. I've done all this. You, you've, you've you brought the guy in your business, right? And he's like, yeah, I, 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 I done all that. And you're like, oh, my goodness. I'd rather even be ignorant. Not know. He knows. He knows so much. Totally, totally, totally uncoachable. By the way, is that you? Do you say I know? I know. No, you don't. You're not all learned up. You got so much to learn. So, okay. So number one, are you coachable? Number two, why be coachable, right? Number three, how to be coached. How to be coachable. I'm sorry. How to be coachable is number three. See, there's just too much benefit to being coached to avoid it. If you feel that you have not fully benefited from it and want to turn that around, here's a few ideas how to increase your coachability, how to be coachable. Number one, decide to pursue personal development. Okay. It's just like, decide that you're going to go into this pursuit. That's why personal development is such a powerful thing for me. It's like, that's why it's like this, this unquenchable thirst for, 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 for self-development. You get that self-development, not knowledge out here. I don't want to learn algebra. I want to know self-development. Decide Decide that you're going to be your path. See, when you're in the self-development, you can take coaching and you won't take things personal because you're in the self-development mode. I want to develop myself. Most people never develop themselves. They get book smart. They get degrees, which they think defines them. It's great to have those, by the way, too. But a lot of times those people are the all learned up people, not coachable people because they know. They know everything. Decide today, today, you're going to pursue self-development. Number two, be humble enough to learn. See, the lessons will present themselves through different people from formal to informal coaches. See, not necessarily sometimes coaches. It's just like the guy who just walked by when I get that lesson on raising a child. He just mentioned that he was a coach of mine. But I got that informal coaching. See, one of our biggest mistakes is that we size up the people we speak with and disregarding learning opportunities is the ones we feel we're not superior, that we're superior to. See, sometimes you think, well, a kid can't teach me anything. And what's Jim Rohn say? Jim Rohn says, you can learn from somebody who failed. Let me, let me sit down with you. Let me have an interview with you. Teach me what you did to fail. You can learn from someone who fails. One of the greatest, sometimes the greatest conversations with people who failed at something and tell you what they did to fail. And you may think, well, I don't want to talk to him. He's failed. No, that's, that's a valuable conversation. Be humble. Number one, of course, seek coaching. Okay. Drive your own personal development by asking those who can help you to be your mentor or coach. 
See, see, if you really want to grow, seek development coaching where the goal is to, you know, is to pursue your goals, not just to address the performance issue. So in other words, there's coaching on a performance issue. You're not doing this right. That's more teaching coaching. And then there's a coach. It's performance to be the best person you can be. That's the coach you want. Two kinds of coaching there. So number one, decide to, to pursue self-development. Number two, be humble enough to learn. Number three, seek coaching. Number four, make sure that there's a follow-through and a check-in. We talked about that. So important. Coaching is a relationship, not a single transaction. You understand that? Many coaches' efforts fail because both coaches and the coachee engage in an awkward conversation about a performance issue and then expect these things are going to get better because of that single conversation. It's just not. It's just not. Okay? You have to do follow-through. Ask for regular meetings. It gives you an opportunity to assist your growth. Recalibrate development issues that you have going on, right? Strategies. It's like, this is, this is so important and how to be coachable. Do you have this going on? You know, you, you watch the NFL, love the NFL, right? National Football League. And so, and, and they, they film the game. And then on Monday, they have what they call film review. They take you, they got a, they got a camera on you, a video camera on you. And they, every single move you make, and they go in slow motion and watch every single move. Now that takes a person who wants to be coached to do that, because that's pretty challenging. Can you imagine some of you guys have a nutrition club? Do you imagine if I videoed you from, from the time you walked? you know, got out of bed all the way to the club, all the way to behind your nutrition club, all the way through the end of the shift and slowed in and, and did slow motion. Here's how you did that shake. Here's how you talked to that person. Here's where you rolled your eyes. Here's where you, you see what I'm saying? Wow. That would be like the ultimate coaching, wouldn't it? Do you think you would get better? If you could take that coaching, be powerful. Think about some of the most successful coaching, coaching relationships. If you think in sports, right? They're found all the time in sports where coaching is, of course, is, is expected and, and the athletes seek it. I mean, there's a whole coaching staff. Constantly coaching preparation. See, be success oriented, be coachable. See, it doesn't matter how talented you are. You have to be coached because it's self-development half the time, right? So seek it, seek it. Okay, number four, why people aren't coachable. <laughs> you know, it's like <sighs> coachable, like I said in the very beginning, is most of my post, you know, biggest factor. And when you, when you, when you're talking with someone, right. You know, the, the, I have the statement, right. Don't fall in love with potential. You see this guy who's got this great talent and you're like, oh my gosh, this guy's going to be great. This girl's going to be great. Oh my goodness. And they're not coachable. All this oozing with talent. 
fantastic, maybe personalities like, oh my goodness, they're going to be unbelievable. And they do not coachable. They're running maybe a different offense than you're running, even though their offense is great, right? It's like a guy coming to the Kansas City Chiefs from the Green Bay Packers. And he, and he says, hey, listen, I just came to the Green Bay Packers. And I want to run their offense today. It's like, no. Well, I'm very talented. I got your talent. We're running this. See, why people aren't coaching, okay? Number one, why people aren't coachable is always believing they're right. They're the know-it-all, right? See, they seek out coaching sometimes, but they don't listen. You ever been in a coaching situation where they do all the talking? Now I got it. When I, when I coach someone, they're going to do a lot of the talking because I know where they're at, but they're, they're not there to learn from me. They're to talk to me. That they, they, in fact, they start coaching me. They start trying to tell me how to do it. And I got it. I'm all up for coaching, but this is not the relationship we have here. I'm the coach. You're the coachee, right? And so always believing they are right. Always believing they're right. When you call them up and you call them out of something, they defend themselves. They're very defensive. They get very defensive. It's like, because see, they take coaching personal. Ow. And then they, and that, I don't feel good right now, right? Number two, lacking self-awareness and not willing to be vulnerable. This is huge. See, seeing vulnerability as a weakness rather than a strength, okay, prohibits us to being really authentic. See, we can't grow or lead a team or business if we can't be authentic with ourselves and others. Vulnerability is the key to self-awareness. See, I can really coach someone they become, become very vulnerable. Now, that has to be, there has to be some trust in there. You may write that down. There's no trust they won't be vulnerable with you. That's why a coaching relationship gets very, has very high trust to it. The old saying is, you know, what, you know, what's done in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, what's done in a coaching situation that needs to stay there. They have to trust if they're going to be vulnerable with you, if they're going to show their weaknesses to you, and if they're going to be, you know, laid on the table with you. So if you're not willing to do that with a coach, I'm the worst person in the entire world to go to a doctor. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you a story on myself. I'm, I'm terrible. Okay. If I go to a doctor, I'm like, how do you feel? Fantastic. Super great. Awesome. You're like, um, I'll never forget. I, I, in fact, I haven't been to a doctor, really a doctor for a thing since probably 1996. I just don't go to doctors. I just, I just, I just don't go. <laughs> so, I don't go. And so no, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's good. Maybe I'd be coached by somebody on here. I should go to the, if you're like, you should go. It's like, you know, I, I, I don't go. I just don't, but I'll never, uh, the last time I went, I'll never forget it. And I uh, went, Pam's, I, I, my stomach was bothering me. I don't know what, I think it, I had food poisoning. Something happened. So she takes me to the doctor. I didn't want to go. I was like, no, no, this will go away. Cause that's how I get rid of, you know, not that I've never been sick. I just get rid of it with my mind. I just, I just, 
so it can go away. I just I talk it out of my head. So anyway, so it's just me, right? This is me. I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but that's just me, right? And so I, and so I, she takes me to this doctor. And so and I don't want to go. She finally makes me get in the car. It's two, it's like one o'clock in the morning. And so I'm, I'm not happy about this, right? So we go in the doctor, you got to sit there, uh, cold, sit there and the, uh, hate it. Okay, I'm just talking about it. It works me up. So anyway, so I go in, so I go in the doctor. He comes in, and he goes, so, so how are we doing? I said, it's super great, fantastic. Of course, Pam's heading there. You know what I mean? And the doctor kind of looks at me. See, I don't want to be, see, I really can't be helped by a doctor because I don't want to be vulnerable. I can't say, well, my stomach's hurting. Now, that's probably something I need to wait. Somebody needs on here probably to call me up and coach me on this, but uh, I just, I'm not going to do it. Okay, you're not going to get it coming out of my mouth. If I go to the chiropractor, how you feel? It felt great. So Pam's like, no, your back's bothering me. Yeah, 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 but it, it'll go away. And so suicide's like, <laughs> it's like, I, I can't be vulnerable. So I'm terrible. I'm terrible. Pam has to go with me. She will not let me go any, any place like that by myself. Cause I'm going to be super great. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be awesome. And the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to be asking how he feels and then start coaching him. I just went down to Dallas to, to a thing that Pam took me to. It was just, you know, blood work and all this kind of stuff. And they put me in this, in this room with this girl. She, she goes through your emotions. And so, and she starts telling me, you know, tell me, you know, if you have any problems, I go, I don't have any problems. She goes, you don't have any problems. I go, I, I, I don't. And so, it's, <laughs> so next thing you know, I start asking about her problems, start coaching her. And so it's like, you know, this is seriously, it's like, she's like, this is weird. And so it's like, but that's, that's me, but I'm not willing and that's going to, and I need to work on that. Okay. I need to be vulnerable. I need to tell. Yeah. I, I have problems. It's like, see, I'm saying, see, can you be vulnerable? That's my working on. That's what I need to work on. Number three lacks emotional intelligence. See someone who lacks the capacity to be aware and express their emotions when Harry lacked major major impact on me major 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 impact on me so think about this okay think about that number four okay make sure okay there are follow-throughs i'm sorry i'm sorry look over okay number four unrealistic expectations and goals that's that's a huge one and why people aren't coachable. And it's like, because they have this unrealistic expectation of goal. Somebody comes in, I want to double and triple my income, right? Or my business without the infrastructure in place to do that. Okay. See, they're unwilling to listen to logic. Sometimes that's probably not going to happen. They want this big goal, but they, their activity doesn't show it. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know. So you have to look at that. Do you have the unrealistic goals and expectations? That's where if you have them, I can't coach you. You're way out of line. Number five, unwilling to get outside their comfort zone. That's huge, right? Unwilling to get outside their comfort zone. What's the saying? Your comfort zone is your broke zone. See, fear is natural, right? It's a natural and essential part of learning and growing. Fear is good. See, but however, many people aren't, are waiting to take action until they're no longer afraid. 
rather than embracing that and taking action. See, this requires giving up control and the knowledge we don't know. I don't know, or at least yet generate this healthy dose of adventure and, and discovery, right? It's just, it's just, it's required. See, so many people think fear, well, they say that well, the Navy SEAL talks about fear is such a powerful tool. If you don't have fear of the Navy SEAL, then you can't be a Navy SEAL. Fear heightens your senses. You ever been in your house and you heard something, you heard a noise, you're all by yourself. Maybe you've been watching Halloween, right? The scary movie, right? And you hear this noise and you just get quiet and you just like, you freeze up and you, you can hear you can hear yourself breathe. You can hear your senses heighten. That's powerful. See, when you're fearful, you're at their highest heightened moment. You're paying attention. That's a great place to be, by the way. Now, panic is different. I'm not talking about panic. Panic is going crazy. Uh, it's getting all scared and just getting all emotional and it's going crazy. That's what people do. That's the difference between fear and panic. Very powerful. Fear is going to get you where you want. Get out of your comfort zone. <gasps> I'm fearful. You, know, you hear people, I just wanted to puke. Ah, yes, this is, we're getting there. Very powerful. So there's five things. Maybe why you're uncoachable. So as we close up here, assuming we're all both, you know, we're coachable and we're coaching, right? As we kind of went through the four things, right? Kind of, I'll cover them with you one more time here. The, the four things that we just covered, right? Are we, are you coachable? Number two, why be coachable? Number three, how to be coachable. And then we covered why, why people aren't coachable. So as we close out here, I'm going to give you, this is this, this maybe some homework here if you want to do it. Okay. Just write these down, write these questions down. Then remember, write these out. And this will help you, right? And maybe help you discover and propel you into 2022, with your goals, okay, and your coaching and finding those mentors, right? So number one, I want you to write this down. What makes you coachable? I want you to write that down. This is self-evaluation here. What makes you coachable? If you want to be coached, what makes you coachable? Write those down. Number two, when are you coachable? This is an interesting thing. Sometimes we're just not coachable, are we? You see people, sometimes they get upset and then they just can't be coached. Okay. When are you coachable? So sometimes even setting up times with your mentor that you're ready to be coachable. Sometimes you're not. Number three, who are you coachable with? That's interesting. Sometimes we pick the wrong coach. We're not comfortable. Don't trust them. Number four. When aren't you coachable? Okay. See, sometimes I'm just not coachable right now. You just, you can, you can, that's full. That's full. That's cool. That's cool. You need to know that though. Number five, who are the people that you resist to when they provide feedback? And I want to say that again. Who are the people that you resistant, you're resistant to? When they provide feedback, some people give you feedback and you get upset. Why is that? And it could be great coaching info, but you get upset. It's a great thing to look at yourself. Why is that? Some people can tell us to do something. We can tell us in the, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, great. 
Some people tell you you can just get all upset. Why is that? Study that. What is that about that person too? How can you overcome that? Because remember, everybody can everybody can give us information, even the person you hate the most. Number six, what does it look like when you're not being coachable? Hmm. What are your behaviors, your actions, your words you use? you're not being coachable. These are great things. Self-evaluation. It's been a fan. I, I love this subject. I love this subject. Okay. I love this subject, looking at it. Okay. You know, when you look at the whole thing, what we covered and, you know, are you coachable? How to be coached? It's a very powerful subject. Something I think in everything in our life, whether it's with our kids, anything in life we're doing. So guys, have a fantastic day. Great being with you here today, and uh, we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you could think of anyone who would like to listen to this or use this, please share on your social media or text them. We would greatly appreciate that. And a final thought. There's a proverb that says, if you continually give, you will continually have. It's a perfect formula for building a significant team and a significant life. Remember, your legacy is not about what you acquire. It's about what you leave behind. Let's go have a legacy mindset.